All right, man. Welcome to the 290 More Podcast. I appreciate your time. If you could, introduce yourself to my viewers and listeners. Yeah, what's good, y'all? My name is Mockton, also known as Mo Motherfucking Money, baby. Come straight to you from 290 More. Appreciate you for having me, though. Oh, yeah, man. You know that. You know that. Appreciate you coming on, man. Since since I love that intro, man, so if you could, go ahead and explain to people uh, your name, how you come up with that, how you come to it. Was it given to you? Yeah, that, that's the thing, man. Everybody, like, they be thinking my name is uh, like a rat name, boy. My name Mockton, like government and everything. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah? So so that one is just an acronym you said for, at the beginning, just something you... Yeah, so Mockton is my real name. Mm. I was going based on, I was going off more money for a while, but then it's like, if you go on anywhere, you go on Google or whatever, you look up more money, it's going to be about 100 motherfuckers that pop up on that so shit, you know what I mean? Movies, all type of shit. Yeah, so you look up Mockton... But I'm the only one to pop up all over the bitch, so Surely, yeah. I'm going straight with that, you know. That's how you do it. Real talk, real talk. That's how you do it. Dude. I remember when I first started the podcast, it was a different name. It was a no cap podcast. I'm yeah. sure. I'm talking to this little bird. I'm sure that I'm talking to. Him. I'm like, yeah, check my podcast out. Woo woo. She, what's the name of it? I tell her no cap podcast. She look it up. She she say which one? I'm sure. Uh-huh. I look at about ten of them. Ain't none of them mad. I'm sure so. Damn right. Definitely want to get you some original. That's dope. That's dope, man. So so let's start from the top, man. Where you from? Where you grow up, man? Shit, man. I've been here in Illinois my whole life. I bounced around places. You know, I've been uh, I've been in BG, which is Buffalo Grove. Mm-hmm. I've been out in Des Plaines. <clears throat> I've been in Wheeling. I've been in Palatine. Mm. So it's kind of like I've just been moving around up on the northwest side. Mm. Northwest suburbs over there of uh, Chicago. So moved around a lot. Moved to New Mexico for about a year. New Mexico? Yeah, when I... I never met a motherfucker that been in New Mexico before. Yeah, Ain't that where Area 51 at? Yeah. Okay. It was, is. was you close enough? I was. I was like an hour away. I passed it one time. I seen... I was going somewhere and I passed like the little signs and shit says, though, you can't go past here. I was right. like, oh, damn. Sure. Let me take my ass another way, you know? Sure. Fuck, yeah. fuck that. I don't, know what, I don't know what they got going on. I don't want to know neither. For sure. For sure. But yeah, um, as soon as I turned 18, graduated high school... I moved out of, like, a month after I graduated high school, moved out of this bitch, went to New Mexico. You know, I was, uh... Why New Mexico? I got scouted. I was playing semi-pro over there. Semi-pro oh, soccer. Yeah. Yeah, so I was playing Running motherfucker, boy. Oh, and, um, yeah, I just wanted to move away from the, all the craziness that be going on out here, you know what I mean? It don't matter where you is, man. There's always some sure. bullshit going on. Sure. So, going out there kind of gave me the chance just to zone in on myself. I, uh, changed my number. Deleted all my socials. I didn't tell nobody where I was going. The only people who knew where I was going was my mom, my pops, and my brother. Mm. Ain't none of my cousins, uncles, nobody from high school. Ain't nobody knew where I was on. And that's how I wanted it. Mm. I'm, I'm definitely, I'm contemplating changing my motherfucking number right now, man. You got to do sure. that sometimes, bro. For real. It make you feel new and shit. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? Once in a while, I'm not sure. You know what I'm saying? You get start getting robo calls and shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just a, you know what I'm saying? a clean slate. You know what I'm saying? So... I definitely, I definitely smell what you're stepping in on that, man. So, if you don't mind, man, talk more into the, you know what I'm saying, growing up in, in these northern suburbs, man. Because, like, we was talking about a little bit off camera, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I've heard stories, you know what I'm saying, about it getting real up there, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, man. I mean, a lot of people, when they hear suburbs and shit, they be thinking, like, I was just the burbs, all them white folks out there and shit, you know what I mean? Big houses and all that. And, I mean, it ain't like it's a lie. There are places where I like that, but there's always going to be a ghetto somewhere. There's always going to be that side where, you know, there's what they represent, what they show in the pictures and the catalogs, and like, oh, come come see this city. But they never going to show what really be going down behind the scenes. They don't never the show series. what the youth doing. Yeah. They don't never show pictures of the youth or where they be at, what they be doing. And so out there, man, even recently, I can tell you, like, in the last the last two months, bro, it's been like, been like four or five shootings and about six deaths. Yeah. And some of them like young kids, boy, 13-year-olds, yeah, 16-year-olds. I want to say, I've been hearing I've been hearing about them, too. I watch a lot of the news, man. So is it is it gang-driven? Is it drug-driven? It's it... gang-driven out there, man. We got, there's a lot of, um, I'm not going to name which gang is like big out there, but there's a lot of gang shit going on out there that just, um, it's going back and forth, back and forth. They don't stop. Yeah, it's that you know cycle. I mean? That revolving cycle. I'm real familiar with that, man. Yeah. But man, so when when you growing up around that man, did that did that have did that take have any part or you wanted to get up and go to, to New Mexico? Like did that factor in any of it or was it just yeah. everything all together? It was more everything but a lot to do with that because, you know, growing up around that I that's all I knew. So 
that's what I looked at is cool. Like, man, you know them game bangers out there. They got they got all the hoes wanting them because they game bang. They got all the money because they game bang and selling drugs and all that. So it's like, man, I want to be like them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so with that being said, I I didn't want to be no doctor. I didn't want to be no lawyer. But I want to be a game banger. Sure. You know what I mean? That's why I wanted, I wanted to have all the hoes on me because I game bang. I wanted that respect. Sure. I wanted motherfuckers to be scared of me and shit. Mm-hmm. But it's like, the more you surround yourself around that, you either see what it really is, or you get blinded by what it isn't. Mm-hmm. You get blinded by all the good, but it ain't never really good. For you know sure. what I mean? It yeah. It really is. For sure, for sure. I definitely, I definitely, I definitely feel you on that, man. And and just from my perspective, man, I see a lot of, a lot of, like from my perspective, it's like a, it's like a lot of people. That's like all they know, like from birth. You know what I'm saying? Like you yeah. motherfuckers born in this shit. You know what I'm saying? But other than that, man, it's just it's just crazy how shit can get real everywhere, man. So you you said you was playing semi-pro soccer, man. That's kind of like a big deal, man. Yeah, I mean, I've been playing soccer damn near my whole life. That's what I wanted to do. You know what I mean? I ain't that a soccer jersey you got on? Yes, yeah, Mexico. You already know. Represent by la raza. Mexican and proud, baby. You already know. But, yeah, I've been wanting... I wanted to go pro my whole life. Mm-hmm. That's all I wanted to do. You know what I mean? I I live, breathe, eat soccer, bro. That's all I did. I woke up... When I didn't have school, I woke up and I went to go train. Came home, ate, shower. Sometimes I didn't even shower because I was going to go train again. Right. Go train again. Where where the, where the meets at? Where Who playing where? What's going on? You know, where the indoor tournaments at? I'm always trying to play and shit. And then I was... Really into that whole game banging thing. I got into it real young when I was like 13, 14. I got introduced to that and I just, I fell in love with it because I thought they was like badass and shit, you know what I mean? Like, I want to be just like them. And then something clicked in me when I was like around 17. It's like, man, what I'm, I'm finna be a game banger my whole life. What's that gonna bring me? You know what I mean? I, I get kids while I'm, I'm teaching them how to game bang or what's, what's gonna go on, you know what I mean? So it's like, some of that's going on you know, in some places. You know? yeah. So I had to, I feel like I had to do something else and I started taking soccer more serious. And that's when I, that the whole COVID thing was going on. Mm-hmm. When that shit happened, bro, it was like, some people hated that that would happen, right? But to me, it felt kind of like the perfect opportunity because, boy, I, I had no school. I couldn't go nowhere. So I went to the field every day. I was up on COVID. Every COVID. day, boy. Well, I was grinding, you know what I mean? That was grind time for me, boy. I was putting in that work every day. It don't matter what time it was. It don't matter what the weather was outside. I used to have a homeboy. We, you know, the snow get wild out here. So we go to the turf fields. We shovel the snow out that bitch and we train. Mm. We was gone. It'll be, we got scarves on. We got gloves on. We got masks on and everything. But we, we fun to train. It don't, it don't really matter what's going on, man. When you want something, when you're hungry for it, ain't nothing that can stop you. You know what I mean? When you're hungry, it's time to eat, man. You gotta find something to eat. How how deep is semi-pro soccer? Like how how was it a, a big league? Was it a traveling league? Yeah, so the league was the UPSL, and I'm not sure where it ranks with like professional soccer, but it's in that triangle up there. And so with that, I mean, it gets competitive. That's like the stage where you begin to see how competitive things get. Obviously, it's not as competitive as it is like let's say at the pro level with MLS or USL and stuff, but. It gives you a glimpse of what it can be and what it will become if you continue going to it. I met a lot of guys over there in New Mexico, not even from New Mexico for real. You know, one of the closest guys that I got with over there was my boy Dario. He from he from Tasmania, mm-hmm. and my other my other boy named Eric. That boy from Brazil and Spain. That one for one of the most cracked motherfuckers I know at the sport. You know what I mean? It's like if I wanna gone over there, I wanna met those kind of people who just push my mentality and my drive to a whole other direction. So I'm always going to appreciate the time that I spent over there, even if it didn't turn out how I wanted it to turn out. You know what I mean? For sure. Uh, <clears throat> real quick, man. I'm a big sports dude. You know mm. what I'm saying? I ain't too familiar with soccer. You know what I'm saying? But, you know what I'm saying? I respect the game. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I know it's one of the, probably like the biggest sport in the world. You know what I'm mm. saying? I know all that. So if you could talk to, is it like a different culture? Like is, is a, uh, the soccer guys down south better than the guys up 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 north in the yeah. city? Is it different? Is it the same? How how's that? Well, I say that it definitely is different. Uh, and I don't want to say that they're better or they're worse, but it's definitely different at 
how much they push themselves and how much drive they have towards it you know when i was playing compared to playing down south and playing up here up here it's like the sport of soccer isn't really people don't it doesn't shine as much as football and basketball out here you know what i mean yeah for sure you go down south and boy that's all it is it's soccer mm -hmm. it's soccer over there you got motherfuckers wanting to watch soccer games damn near every day over here it's like the football and the basketball and that's just what shines out here you know what i mean and i feel like that's a lot to do with the fact that down there it's a lot more hispanic mm -hmm. but then again i mean it's all over the place. Yeah, the thing is that down there, it's like they take it more serious. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? The high schools, they take it a lot more right. serious. Mm -hmm. Let's say over here, the football games get big. They get huge. They got cheerleaders for all that. Over there, they got it for soccer, bro. It's the same you know way. I mean? Like, they, they yeah. soccer night lights and shit. Yeah, man, exactly. Sure. So, it gets, it gets deep down there. You know, it's a lot more. I feel like it's a lot more passionate down there. And people take it a lot more serious. Over here, I feel like they just take, like, whatever. And that's why when I was down there, I held myself to a, a certain standard, a certain level, because those guys up there, they held themselves to a certain standard. And if I didn't put myself up there, I was going to drown. You know what I mean? So then when I came back up here and I was trying to stay at that level, it's like everybody else wasn't there. They was down here. So it's kind of like you expect, you expect so much out of a certain group of people. And when they don't do it and you're trying to do it, it's like you can't really control how much somebody else wants it. You can't control their passion. You can't control their drive for it. So you kind of just get burnt out trying to get other people to be on the same level as you, mm -hmm. passion-wise and hunger-wise. And, like, you be telling, hey, come on, let's do this. Come on, let's do that. There's been so many times where I've been on that shit, bro. And motherfuckers come to me like, man, it's just a game, chill. Or, like, man, it's not that serious. Like, boy, to me, it is. Yeah. You saying that shit to me just pisses me off, and I'm telling you, ain't nobody down there said none of that. It's just a game. Hey, chill. It ain't that serious. Mm. And up here, man, it's I massive. hear it every time. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So that kind of just coming back up here and trying to do and trying to bring what I learned down there up here, it was like a fail. You know what I mean? Yeah. Then nobody take it in for real. Let me ask you about, you know what I'm saying? You got the Mexico jersey on, yeah. man. Are you... Are you I'm pretty sure you, you you're from Mexico. Oh no, I'm Mexican. But I'm but saying, I ain't from over there. You know what I'm saying, you know what I mean? but you but you're from. You know what I'm saying? That's your yeah, root. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah, for sure. So Royal Cup time. That's what I'm, I'm trying to get to. Oh, Royal yeah. Cup time. Do you do you wear? Which jersey are you wearing, man? You still wearing the Mexico jersey? I ain't gonna lie, we be getting clapped, <laughs> but I'm still gonna rock it until we get kicked out. Okay, and then do you? Would you? And I'm throwing the Brazil jersey, man. I'm throwing it on. Damn, still no USA? If USA in there? After Brazil, it's Argentina, man. I'm sorry. Man, it's Argentina. I ain't gonna lie. Boy. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> USA, I can't even tell you if they even gonna come on. Yeah. I don't own a USA jersey, no offense. Uh -huh. And I probably ain't gonna own one. But shit, man. Everybody got their own thing. Last, last soccer question, man. Who the best? Who the, who, best? The, who the best right now? Who the best of all time? I'm familiar with Messi and... um. The white guy. What's the white guy name? White guy. I believe he white. He not white, Ooh. but he look white. You what? talking about Ronaldo? No, not Ronaldo. All right, because he ain't white. It's, what's the white guy name? Um, David Beckham. David Beckham. Oh, yeah, he called. He been retired for a minute, but yeah, like, to me personally, the one player that always, like, um, stuck in my head that I looked up to and tried to model my game after would have to be Xavi. Yeah, he just the thing about him, he wasn't the most athletic. You know, he won like you see Ronaldo, he got massive legs, the arms, the six pack, all that. Xavi, that motherfucker was just smart in the head. He knew what to do with the ball before it got to him. You know what I mean? He had to, he wasn't the fastest, he wasn't the strongest. But boy, that motherfucker, he knew what he was gonna do with it before he got the ball. And he had like seven options in his head before he actually got the ball. And it's just like, with that, you have complete control over everything that happens in the game. You know what I mean? And it's a player like that is someone that you can trust, someone you can rely on. You can give him the ball, and you know whatever he does with the ball, it's going to turn out good. All right, you're going to make a smart decision with it. And even nah, if he fucks up, even nah, if he I makes like a... Guy. Yeah, even if he fucks up or makes like a, a wrong move, wrong mistake, he's going to be the first one to get that shit back. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Okay, for sure, for sure, man. Let's let's get let's get back to the music, man. So so 
all up up until this point, man, up through your life, man, while you was in love with soccer, what role was music playing in your life? Like, what was you listening to? What was you listening to when you was up there shoveling in the snow and getting the field ready? Like, what, what was you listening to, man? What you... Yeah, man, music, that's the thing, man. It's always been like music and soccer. i just been competing about what I wanted to do. I could never really choose one thing. I was so indecisive, you know what I mean? And so while I was training, while I was out there every day, man, I ain't gonna lie to you, it was always little baby. Little baby blasting through the speakers. He just did something to me that made me want to go harder. You know what I mean? And even to this day, it's always gonna be little baby to me. It's gonna be Drake and it's gonna be Dirk. It gotta be those those are my top three right there, and those are three that was always on my on my playlist as always going through my speakers. Every time when I need to turn up, I'm gonna put that get money by little baby. You know what I mean? If I need to like to really zone in into the zone, it's like, man. I need to put that little baby on. It just gives me that. He come from the mud, and it's just, he hungry. He did it by himself, shit, you know what I mean? So just listening to him made me kind of want to go harder. Even if I was somewhere that was like, man, I'm good, I put that on. It's like, man, I could do better. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I can, yeah, I could definitely ride with him, Joe. He pull up in some fast, Joe. He, he, he pull up in some fast, and he oh, playing yeah. dirt, you know what I'm saying? He playing a little bit. I could definitely fuck with him, you know That's what I'm saying? That's about. what's up, man. So, so at what point did you like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm a, I want to, I want to be a creator of this shit. Yeah. Man. I want to be more involved. Like, what was going on, especially in between, you know what I'm saying, being a semi-pro athlete, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying, in real life. What made you like? I'm gonna add something else and start being a creator. Yeah, so it kind of like, man, I've been fucking around with music, damn near my whole life. You know, before I took soccer serious. I was always in the music, boy. I love. My voice wasn't always this deep, boy. My before my balls dropped, my voice was high as hell, boy. I could, I could hit them high notes. I could sing like a motherfucker. You was singing? Yeah. Oh yeah. So when I was in like middle school, when I was in elementary school and shit, I was in them little chorus groups, and little fucking singing groups and shit, wearing them silk shirts, oh, yeah, tucking my shit in my right. pants. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about? Right. Like, man, I was, I was on that shit since a youngin', boy. Yeah, I work with one of my I work with one of my coworkers. He like real deep in that shit. Like, yeah, I'm sure. Like if I tell you, if I knew the name of his band, you probably yeah, I probably know that motherfucker. I'm sure. But uh, <clears throat> so yeah, man. So 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 getting into more to create, man. So mm -hmm. what actually? You remember the the exact instant? Like was it like you was in a crib with a notebook? You know, like I'm gonna get some shit going. Or? Yeah. So what started making me want to actually make music, like make it for my own lyrics, my own beats, all of that was I seen some guys that was, like, older than me. I've always been surrounding people that was older than me, and they was doing a certain thing, and it's like, they always told me that I couldn't do something because I was like, man, you're too young, you can't do it yet. Like, you need to wait till you grow up and do something. Like, why? Like, why? Why I can't do it right now? They're like, nah, you ain't ready or some shit. Like, what the fuck I ain't ready for? You know what I mean? And that just kind of made me, like, it flicked something in my head that's like, man, I ain't gonna let these motherfuckers tell me what I can't do. You know what I'm talking about? So that shit just made me like, man, I'm finna. My first raps was diss tracks, boy. My first rap was diss tracks. Oh, yeah. That's what it was, dog. My, they was ass. They sounded horrible. I had no flow. I had no melody. But boy, I had bars. See, I was just trying to get my point across. Yeah, I, was just trying, I was just trying to talk <laughs> shit, man. I started off with some <coughs> bogus ass studio in some dude's crib, recording off a little blue microphone. Plugged into a USB on some laptop. Bogus as hell. Mm. No room treatment. Bogus ass beats. No mix, no nothing. They low-key still out on SoundCloud on his shit. I've, I've tried to take them down. I've done. Emailed SoundCloud like, hey, man, they using my shit. Take it down. Oh, yeah. It ain't work. You made somebody, somebody finna hit this and go look that yeah, shit up now. Look that shit up. I'm going to get hoed. I'm going to get played because that motherfuckers suck. They, finna go look, they definitely finna go look that shit up now. Uh, the ones that was... That was um, with me in school, in middle school, and like my freshman year high school. They know what tracks I'm talking about because they knew that shit was ass. And they would purposely play it in class on a phone and shit or something. Like, play it in class. And I'll just be like, man, embarrassed as fuck. Everybody laughing because my track ass, but they playing it and shit. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, man. So they, used to, they used to clown me with that shit. But, I mean, it was attention. Mm -hmm. My was playing my shit. Fuck it. And you know you gotta, what I mean? You gotta start somewhere, man. Yeah. You don't jump off the porch like Mike. You know what I'm saying? You gotta, you gotta hit the gym. You gotta get that practice in. I'm sure. You gotta do that shit, man. So, 
so from that point on, you never got discouraged. You never like heard them last and I was like, man, I quit. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, I mean that's why. So I recorded those first two tracks, which was basically just diss tracks, mm-hmm. and I put them out on SoundCloud. Shit, you know what I mean? Put them out on SoundCloud and. People was like laughing at that shit, honing the shit, and I was like, man, I can't keep like rolling like this, you know. And then I, I would text the dude, I'd be like, hey, bro, you need to make me some better beats or something. You need to put me some effects and shit. He's like, oh yeah, I got you. Everything that he was sending me just fucking sucked. Yeah. So at that point, I was just like, man, that definitely make it hard for a motherfucker. I'm supposed to rap on this shit, man. Yeah, and I'm just start posting. I'm like, hey, who make beats? Hey, who produce? Hey, who this? Who that? Then nobody like, ain't nobody reply. Ain't, ain't nobody knew nobody and shit. You know what I mean? So I was like. What man, year was this though, man? Bro, this was like, it was like 2016. Cause you do that shit now, you gonna have a hundred motherfuckers yeah. comment on your shit. Yeah, sure. that was like 2016, 2015. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was listening to a lot of X back then, mm-hmm. and so I was just like, man, I seen videos of him just doing it in his room and shit. I'm like, man, who else got it? Like, the one dude I'm fucking with, that nigga suck. Who else got it? You know what I mean? And like, ain't nobody was trying to help me out. Shit, ain't nobody was putting me on. So I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna do it myself. I bought myself some bogus ass HP computer, like I think it was off Facebook or some Facebook Marketplace, son. Was it a computer or a laptop? It was a laptop. It was a laptop. Slow yeah. as hell. Some reason it was touchscreen, but it was slow as hell. I'm already knowing. And <coughs> I just started. I started to get to work, man. How do I make beats? You know, how do I use the computer first of all? What applications can I use? What you What you went to YouTube University? Yeah, and then I just started going through and That's stuff. The same man. place I went. And I got on this app called Ableton because it was, like, for free or something. And I was like, oh, shit, it's cool. You know what I mean? Because then I started looking up, like, better ones. And, boy, I, I'm, i like, 13, 14. I ain't had the money to buy no fucking $600 Pro Tools or $300 FS Studio. I ain't had that. You know, I got, like, 20 bucks maybe. That's all I got. That's all I, I got. I still wish me. I would have started, like, 13, 14, though, though. Because you yeah. still, you know, you still got your free shit. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? You could have. I would probably learn how to crack shit back then. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But that's dope that you got in the game that early, though. Yeah, man. I started looking that up, trying to learn something, and then the rest is history, man. Just from then on, I just been building it now. I got my own studio in my own crib. You know what I mean? I got I got a crib, two bedrooms. One bedroom is my bedroom. The other one, man, I made that shit a whole studio. You know what I mean? It's just as you should. specific music room. Boy, I got the... Walls decorated. I got a iMac. I got professional studio monitors. I got professional sounding um, professional sounding keyboard. I got a whole grand piano in that bitch. Are we doing the next interview with your shit? We gonna do it, boy. I'm telling you, that's a whole ass studio now, and Ooh. I built that shit from the ground up because they nobody want to help me. And so, like, if there's one thing that I that's the best way sometimes though. Yeah. Because then you ain't you ain't gotta worry about nobody thinking you owe them. You know what I'm saying? That's you what ain't saying, gotta worry man. about people saying this theirs, man. It's all your shit. Yeah. So there's one thing that like. I tell everybody that I come across when they ask me, like, oh, hey, where you do your music in that? And I tell them, like, man, I just be doing this shit in my room. They're like, man, how, how it sound like that? Like, you know what I mean? I tell them, boy, like, they nobody want to help me. So I said, fuck it. I'm going to do it myself. I'm going to learn this shit. I'm going to do it myself. Because at that point, too, it's like, if it sound bad, it ain't on nobody but me. Mm-hmm. I don't got nobody to blame my shit ass. You know what I mean? So at that point, it's like you kind of want to push yourself hard to be better. Because you you can't blame shit on someone else if you're doing it yourself, mm-hmm. you know. And I spent all that time from when I was like 13, 14 to now. I spent all this time just learning how to produce, learning how to mix and engineer. I started buying a bunch of shit, you know, with the with the money that I was making, moving shit on the streets. You know, it's like that was at this point where I had like I had like ten bands, and I'm like, man, I'm just ball out on music shit i went and bought studio monitors i went and bought a microphone i i went and bought a keyboard man i went and bought everything you know i spent that shit just on music shit mm. and so it was like i got everything now it's just i kept trying to add stuff more and make excuses that oh i can't do this shit because i need this i can't do this shit because i got that but when it got to the point when i ran out the money it's like i don't got no more excuses man it's time to put in the work i got the tools now let's do it and ever since then, man, this is my first year that I've been putting out music. I've been studying it for about seven to eight years. How to make music, how to make beats, how to mix it, the proper recording techniques, what apps to use for what and all that, you know. And like now this is the first year that I'm actually 
releasing stuff on all platforms because I'm really picky about my shit. You know what I mean? Like, I got a bunch of songs, but they ain't songs that I feel comfortable putting out because they just don't sound like what I want them to sound like. You know, I got this image and I got this sound in my head that I'm trying to recreate. And you kind of have to be insane to try to create something that doesn't even exist. You know, so it's I was just going and going and going until I found it. And then I found it. You know, I was like, man, you know what? I think this is one. I put that shit out. My first song in January, Coming Home. I named it Coming Home. I came home from New Mexico. I named it Coming Home. I talked about my experience of going over there after high school and moving back and how shit wasn't the same. You know what I mean? And because everybody knew me as like some hard motherfucker just be talking shit, writing diss tracks. That song is a, that's some Rod Wave shit. You know what I mean? Then nobody think I was going to come in on that singing shit. That's the one I came in on some singing, rapping shit. Then nobody think I was going to come with that shit. And I came with that. And that shit just started getting, you got big, bro. Right now, this is my first year releasing music in a tour. I'm probably like at 2,000 plays of all my shit, like combined. And I mean, some people be like, oh, fuck that shit, not a lot. But to me, that's everything. That's what I say. I, you know I, mean? I remember when I used to have two two views. That's what I'm saying. Man. They don't get on for. I remember when I used to have two. Um, people be saying that shit, be trying to damper yeah. when they got nothing going on. Like, that's what I'm saying. So, I mean, you could either have two views, you could have none. That's what I said. You know and then I'm, I'm, I'm the only competition I'm in is with myself. Yeah. On shorty. So every I'm time saying. I do myself, I'm, I'm, I'm up. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm pay attention to what other people doing, man. Mm hmm. But for sure, man. So <clears throat> when you, you know what I'm saying, you not only recording yourself at home, but you say you producing as well. Yeah. Talk before we get more into that. Just talk to me about that evolution of the software and the equipment you use. Because you said you started with Ableton and the yeah. blue USB mic. Uh -huh. What are you using now, and what, what what mic are you using now? So right now, the microphone that I'm using is the Rode NT1A. And the platforms that I'm using, or the softwares that I'm using to create my music, I use two. I use FL Studio to make my beats because that shit bring my beats out like that. You know what I mean? I use FL Studio to make my beats, and I use Pro Tools to do all my engineering, to do all my recording, all my mixing, and all my mastering. <laughs> I do it in Pro Tools. And any production-wise, beat making, all that, I got to do it in FL because, man, I could cook up a beat in FL in like 20 minutes. It's just so user-friendly. You know, so I recommend if you're trying to get into beats, go to FL. People gonna talk shit about FL because it's like, oh man, everybody can use FL. Hey, this, hey, that ain't gonna take no skill. I need the one everybody need to know and learn how to use. I'm sure. I fuck with that shit. But uh, so when when you using these, this is is um is Pro Tools? Is a subscription based or do you just? Buy That's them? the thing. So Pro Tools is a su subscription based, but I went to some music stores. And like, cause nobody goes to music stores to buy shit anymore. Everybody goes to, you know, online, just buying from online and shit. But if you actually go into music stores like Guitar Center or Sam Ash or any kind of those music stores, if you get lucky like me, I found one of those, uh, what are they called? Perpetual licenses that they don't sell anymore. But I found one at one of the stores. It was like $300. I found it. I got that. And that's just a license that I don't got to get a subscription for shit, dude. Perpetual license So I did that one time And now I got this shit forever Fuck a subscription How long was it ago? How long ago was it? That was like That was like around February I think it was February Yeah man I was looking into that I'm on Studio One But I was looking into Switching over Cause mm -hmm. you know It's the industry standard Yeah you know Shit like definitely. But I, I I gotta do more research I just heard it was Subscription based and I It is It's only subscription that, right now bro That, that kinda scared me off I don't really I like to own I like to own That's my shit That's what I'm saying I like to own I like to have keys To shell my friends yeah. And shit like that You know Because with that subscription shit Bro it's like One tweak in they system And you can't get in Right you know, you know what I'm saying? So well, fuck that. One tweak in my life, and I can't pay the yeah. bill for some reason. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah, man. So that's why, like, I ain't gonna lie, bro. You gotta take your ass to the music stores. You know, go go digital, bro. Go find some shit. If you look enough, you are gonna find it. Because mm -hmm. I wasn't even looking for it. I just somehow stumbled across the perpetual license, and that's just a license that you buy this one time and you got it forever. Fuck a subscription. Yeah. I. Motherfuckers I'm gonna so jump innocent. on that, especially for three hundred. I'm sure it was somebody. Somebody was just telling me. I don't know. Somebody was just telling me about some dog. 
Like they got subscription, but the doll all together like a G. Yeah. Like Onto that Pro Tools shit, bro. Like if you get like the Ultimate or something like that, I think you gotta pay like a stack a month or some shit. I don't know, bro. They, but they be making money. Making money. Yeah, well, I, I can see like studios doing that shit. Yeah. Though, you know what I'm saying. So, what about uh, what about your uh, what, what plugins we should be using? Plugins right now. I'm really big into using the Slate Digital. I ain't gonna lie for Slate Digital. I'm I on just, the subscription I, shit. I, I just gave the Slate Digital subscription up. I just gave it up. I'm nah. Switch to Waves. Hey, I I got both though. For Waves, I don't you do no baller, subscription man. shit. You a Waves, I'm buying the plugins. Yeah. For the subscription shit. They reasonable. Yeah. If you know what you're doing with them and you know what kind of sound you want, yeah. You know what I mean? That's one thing I got a problem with, bro. I, I be wasting money on plugins like a motherfucker. Yeah. But I end up broke because I'm like, I see a video of some some big producer using one plug. I'm like, man, I got to get that shit right now. See, I feel go. like I, I waste space because I go on a YouTube rabbit hole for hours and watch these videos yeah. of the top 20 free reverb plugins and I right. download five of them bitches on mm-hmm. my top 20 free EQ re- plugins and I download five of them bitches. Yeah. That was my problem, man. I'm sure, but I'm starting to get more into the, the waves and the Slate Digital trying to get that industry standard sound though, you know what I'm saying? So Yeah, look, for the Slate Digital, I'm on the subscription and I just really like how they have that interface that it looks like analog mm-hmm. and I just like the sound that they bring. That Slate Fresh, yeah, that ain't going nowhere, though. Yeah. Keep that. I just don't like that it is subscription because, you know, sometimes when I be on the plane and I'm trying to mix on the plane, I can't even use that shit because you got to have online, you got to have Wi-Fi. You got to be online in order to use those products. But that's when I get on the Wave products. I buy that shit. And honestly, Wave, they got a lot to offer. They low-key just did some bullshit a while back where they stopped selling plugins I don't know if you know about that. They stopped selling them, and then the community just started talking yeah, shit all that. over the place. I think I remember that. I think I remember that. They went crazy on Instagram and on everything, like, like, hey, Waves, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, bro? That shit lasted 24 hours, and then they, like, never mind. They switched that shit back. The customer was always right. Uh-huh. What the fuck you talking about? Yeah. Sure. That shit did not last, bro. That was... But, yeah, I'm, I'm fucking a lot with Waves right now. Uh, Slate Digital is always my go-to just for, like, EQs and just adding some, some kind of harmonics. But for like detailing, such as like compression and limiting and or like DSing and stuff, I gotta go with waves, bro. They be going crazy on that for real. Okay, let's uh, let's let's talk about your uh your creative process, man. Yeah. More about the music specifically, man. Like, are you are you a writer? You freestyling? You at the crib with everything at your fingertip? You could do yeah. a living and punching in and out. You, That's what I be doing. You know what I'm saying? So, talk to me about your creative process, yeah, especially so. being in the crib. At the beginning, when I first started doing everything, man, I was just writing shit out. You know what I mean? Because I'll do, I'll try to do some freestyling stuff, but I ain't gonna lie, boy, I ain't that much of a freestyler for real. I was just writing everything out, and I mean, it was coming out good. Writing was going good for me and shit, but I around when was it? In May, I ended up landing an opportunity to go with uh, Jr. Double O Seven from Trench Mob to the studio. We made a song together, and the people that was in the studio that day and him, they told me, like, we don't write our shit. We freestyle our own shit and this and that. And I was like, what the fuck, for real? He's like, yeah, all of our shit, we freestyle. You keep hanging around with us, and you're going to see that. You're just going to be freestyling because that's all we do. I didn't believe him at first. So they was just talking out their ass. And then they just um kept recording songs that night in the studio, and they was freestyling everything. And they was just freestyling, and I was like, man. Was it hot? Was it was it I mean some some shit was hot, other shit was just kinda like I heard it before. You know what I mean? It ain't it ain't no special shit, but some of the shit they were saying was hot. A majority of it was just like, man, I heard this in either one of your songs before or I heard a hundred other rappers say that shit. So it's like you can freestyle all you want. At the end of the day, it's just freestyling and just rhyming shit together. But I feel like when you got the time to write it down, you can actually get into depth of the wordplay and of the meaning behind the lyrics. Unless you like motherfucking Lil Wayne or something, you can just spit that shit out. Cause that that boy he he don't be writing either. Yeah, he a god though. Yeah. He been doing that shit literally all his life though. So I mean if you got the knack to do that shit like Juice World, you know, R. P. Juice World, like you got the knack to freestyle like him or like Wayne or like Drake, then like by all means go ahead. But you shouldn't ever let somebody make you feel bad because you write. Because the shit you write could be hotter than the shit they freestyle. 
That motherfuckers thinking some shit because they freestyle. I don't mean nothing for real. I bet you, you put one motherfucker's freestyle next to somebody else's well-written verse. I bet you the well-written verse is gonna touch your soul. And this motherfucker the freestyle, you heard that shit in about twenty other tracks in Chicago, in New York, in New Jersey. Sometimes that shit hits, sometimes it don't. It just depends who the artist is and what intention they got. You know what I mean? Because with freestyling, I do that shit sometimes. If I'm like, I'm high as hell, and I'm feeling the beat, a like, man punch me in, I got some shit to say, and then it just start flowing. It just start coming out. You know what I mean? But I work a lot, you know, when I go to work, and I, I don't got time to be writing shit down, so I got to freestyle, and I go into my voice memos on the phone, and I punch something in, and I save it. Not something else. I punch another thing in, and I save it. And then later on, I just end up writing down everything that I punched in while I was at work. So at the end of the day, is it like, a freestyle or is it a written verse? You know what I mean? Because if you're working and you punch in one line on your phone to save for later because you can't, you don't got time to write down, boss gonna come and get on your ass, you know what I mean? And so then you punch in 20 lines and you end up writing them down. You freestyling, but then you wrote them down. So what the fuck is it? I don't give a fuck what it is. I wrote it. It sound good. That's all the fucking matters. It don't matter if you wrote it. It don't matter if you freestyle it. If it sound good, it sound good. Fuck it. But you create music at the crib, you know what I'm saying, making your own music. What's it? Do you ever collab with like other engineers or producers or um, artists? And if you do, what is it like when you, when you do that? I mean, I ain't gonna lie, bro. I don't really get along, motherfuckers, for real. Some people be on bullshit. So that's one of the main reasons why I ended up building my own studio and having my own everything. Because once you rely on somebody else to do something for you, and they don't do it the way you want it to do it. It's like, you can't really get mad at them because it's in your head what you want it to sound like. You know what I mean? And I feel like nobody could really produce the sound that I want. So I do it myself because I know that I can. And I have produced tracks with other people before. Uh, with one specific guy over there in Palatine. My boy, Lil Phantom. Now he be putting in that work and... I've collabed with him before in making beats. Sometimes they come out, sometimes they don't. It's like playing a video game with somebody else, you know? You ever play 2K with somebody online, and it's like, y'all just end up clashing shit because y'all trying to do something together, but it just don't work. And then sometimes when you just play by yourself, it's a 1v2. You're doing the one. Yeah, you're going crazy. But then you're in the 2v1, and it's like, you and this motherfucker keep clashing and shit. It's like, man, you're not working. I say it's kind of like that. Depending on what you're doing, who you with, you know. But with artists, I gotta say, there's some artists out there that you could just click with automatically. Like for instance, just recently I had this, uh, I had this um, artist at my crib. And it was Kato. He out from uh, around a little village, you know, representing the Mexican community out there doing his thing. He getting big right now, and I wish nothing for the best for him. You know, he came through to my studio gave me a lot of advice we just i didn't even met him before the day he came to my studio we clicked like that boy it's just that shit was crazy and we wrote out we wrote out a track that day we got on the track that day i made a beat that day he fucked with it we just hopped on it and it just it all went smooth you know what i mean there was no clashing there was no disagreements or arguing so it's just i feel like it depends on the people you surround yourself with and who you end up deciding to actually give the time and your energy to try to build something with because if you just go around i'm really against that um like i'll do a feature for whoever you just pay me yeah, long I'm, money, really, right. I'm really against that shit boy because i mean go ahead and get your you bread you'll never hear something and be like man i'm not gonna be participate with none of that shit man. yeah i do that's why i don't do it okay, you know sure. what i mean like oh motherfuckers like man i don't care just give me my bag and i'm gonna do it yeah. like yeah go go get your bag and shit dude but at the end of the day if you're just doing it for the bag it's gonna it's gonna sound you're gonna hear it in your sound where it's just like man this motherfucker just doing it for a bag pulling out whack ass shit just because he want to get paid it's your work you got to represent yourself in a specific way and if you're just doing it based off of money you ain't gonna never get nowhere because this shit is about passion it ain't about money because once you're doing it for there's a hundred things you can do for money boy go do that shit this shit you got to do because you like it because you want to actually get something out of it because if you're just doing it for for money you're going to see it's a quick quick destination to the bottom just doing this shit for the money. There's all the motherfuckers that are hungry for that shit. They got things going on in their head and they spit it out on the mic. You know? 
as her own folks that just do that shit for money. She's like, you can't compete somebody who just does it for one specific purpose, which is money, and somebody who does it because they think it's their purpose. You know, passion is going to win every time. Every fucking time. Every time, man. Talk to me about your support system, man. What's your what's your support system like? Like you said, when you left, you know what I'm saying, to New Mexico, you didn't tell nobody. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, except for your immediate people, man. So what what's your support system like outside of those people that you told the first time? Now that you back, you know what I'm saying. What's what's your support system like with the music and in life? Yeah. So I ain't gonna lie, bro. When I got back, you know, there was some people that when I got back, I expected love from. And it wasn't like that because, in a sense, they had a point where a lot of people, when I came back, they felt as if I just abandoned them and didn't say shit. I just took off and they took it kind of selfish that I just left. But in the same sense, I was going to work on myself. You know what I mean? Like sometimes you just got to separate yourself from the world and you got to build up. You got to help yourself before you try to help somebody else. And. I was always wanting to give advice to other motherfuckers and just be there to like help them listen and shit. Just be there for them. But at the end of the day, wasn't nobody ever there for me. You know what I mean? I, I feel like I give more than I get. And that was that one moment where I felt like, man, I'm going to just get out of here, try to work on myself. And when I came back, then nobody really welcomed me with open arms besides my, my parents. And obviously, that's something they should do. You know what I mean? But when I say just my parents, I mean just my parents. My brothers wouldn't even fuck with me because my little brother thought that I had left his ass, you know? And that's the kind of shit that just, like, you don't think about once you're leaving in the moment because you're trying to better yourself. And then when you come back and see the damage you did by leaving the people who need you, needed you the most, when you didn't know because you thought everybody won't fuck with you and shit, you know what I mean? And it kind of just, when I came back, I didn't really have a support system. You know, and I had to, I had to build that shit back up from the ground. But then again, at the same time, I ain't going to beg motherfuckers to fuck with me. You know, I ain't going to beg you to be my friend. I ain't going to beg you to support my music. If you're going to do something out of love, you're going to do it. But I ain't going to ask you to do something for me. You know what I mean? So I was alone for a good minute. I didn't really get much support for my music because then again, how many motherfuckers here in Chicago doing music? You know, people going to look at you like, man, just another motherfucker doing music. They ain't going to listen to your shit. They ain't going to watch your shit. They ain't just going to scroll past it because, oh, look, another rapper. Boom. Oh, another rapper. Boom. They're just going to go past. But it's that like 1% of people that actually take the time to listen to it. And then that 1% just goes to 5, goes to 10, and it just keeps going up. And I do say that from where I was in the beginning of this year to where I am now, my support system grew like a motherfucker. But that shit grew crazy more than I thought because I've always thought that they nobody really fought with me. Everybody was against me. It was me against the world and shit. You know what I mean? But the same shit that you feel, all the motherfuckers are going to feel the same way. But you just don't know because you're always living in your own head. You're always, you're always going through your own things. And I'm saying you could think you're going through the worst things, but I bet you somebody out there going through something much far worse. And then there's somebody going through the same thing as you. And then when you just find those people that want the same thing as you and are as passionate as you and... They just have the same mentality as you. It just grows. It's a support system. You support them, they support you. And then you keep surrounding yourself around those kind of people that wish the best for you. And you wish the best for them. And then that's how you get your circle. And like right now, right now I can say that I got about three, four people in my circle right now that I know like if I need something, they got me. Whereas before I, I would have a bunch of motherfuckers around me. And it's like the only time they fought with me if I got something for them. That's for sure. It's crazy that you said how you got four motherfuckers. It's like a saying going around. It's like motherfuckers say, I'd rather have four solid quarters than a hundred pennies. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I'd rather have four quarters than a hundred pennies. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. that definitely makes sense, man. Talk to me about, we talked about your creative process, man. Talk to me about who you make music for, man. Like when you're creating the music, when you're making the music <clears throat> in your head, I'm like, man, this gonna, this gonna touch who out the box. This for someone so or do you even, or it's just a vibe when you in there? Yeah, I mean, it depends on the song. Like, for instance, I could make a song that, for example, I got a song coming out in, um, on the 6th, which sucks because I had that shit planned for like a couple months ago, and Drake is dropping on the 6th, so low-key I'm fucked now because ain't nobody going to listen to my shit because Drake dropping. 
I ain't even gonna listen to my shit. I'm gonna go listen to Drake's. So fuck it. It is what it is. But for example, that song that I'm dropping is like a a song that I created specifically for the people that are gonna smoke. The people that smoke the potheads, you know, smokers anthem and shit. Like a Wiz Khalifa type of song, some shit like that, you know what I mean? So that song that I made was specifically for the stoners community. And it just depends on what kind of song I'm creating, what I'm feeling. You know, when I make some hard trap shit, I make that shit for all the gangsters out there, all the hustlers. And then when I make some bouncy shit, I make that shit for the ladies because I'm trying to see some ass when I perform that shit in the club. You know what I mean? Like, I be doing performances and shit. I've done a good amount. And my first two performances, I realized, like, man, I don't got I don't got nothing that I could get the ladies moving. I don't got nothing that can make them dance. I got some shit that just have motherfuckers in there, like, throwing up signs and holding up guns and shit, right? But at the end of the world, bro... At the end of the day, girls rule the world. For sure. So if the girl likes the song and the motherfuckers like the girls, the motherfuckers going to like the song because the girls like the song. So right now, my main focus is on making music that's going to move people, specifically the ladies, because they be running shit. Say what you want to say, man. The ladies be running shit. So if I can make a song that can make all the girls move in the club, it's going to make the motherfuckers want to be right behind them. And then that's just a cycle, man. When when you doing music, man, do you ever be like, I gotta have one for the club, I gotta have one for the ladies, I gotta have one for, for them late nights, or is it just a vibe when you create music? Yeah, I mean half of the time it's just a vibe. I don't really wanna go into something and give myself like a boundary, like, oh I gotta make it sound like this or I gotta do that. You know what I mean? I just wanna make it I wanna have it come out the way it's gonna come out. When I'm in the studio, I don't really got too much control over how's it going to sound because I could all, I'm i always going to have the idea on my head. I'm always going to have the thought and I'm always going to have the the want. But at the end of the day, once you put it out, that's what it is. There's been so many songs where like, man, I want it to sound like this. I want it to sound like that. And it sounds a completely different way. But I can't be mad at it because that's just how I sound. You know, sometimes my voice come out mad deep in a song and I hate it because I want to sound high. I want to sound like... You know what I mean? I want to sound completely different. But then I think about it, it's like, I'm trying to sound like somebody else at that point. You know? So I kind of just vibe with it. Whatever comes out is going to come out. However it's going to sound, is going to sound. But I got to learn to love my own sound. Because if I don't and I focus on trying to make it sound like somebody else's shit, I ain't even making my music anymore. You know what I mean? That shit don't even become me no more. When you when you talk about making music, still making it for uh, you make music as for mm-hmm. consumers and for you at the same time. Yeah. Do you ever? <clears throat> well, let me ask you this: what's what's the goal? What's the goal? Why do you do it? The goal behind the music. Like, why do you invest in the equipment, the 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 dolls, the 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 plugins? Why do you invest in all that stuff? The time. Why why do you do it? Sure, man. It's probably an answer you don't get a lot, bro. But I don't know. I don't know why I do it. Oh, yeah? It just made me feel good, boy. Like, some people, I mean, I do it for the money. Man, I do it because I want to be famous. Man, I do it because... That means a passion. Yeah. I mean, it's I just passion. be doing it, bro. It's like addiction. If somebody listens to it, it's cool. If they don't, it's cool, man. I like, I want to get that shit out. I could, I listen to myself like, man, I could make this. You know, I could make that sound. I could, I could do this for real. So, if I do it for anything, it's because I do it because I want to get it out of my head. And also want to prove, like, yeah, I can do that. Mm. You know what I mean? It's not it's not like I'm doing it out here for the money. I ain't doing it out here so I could be famous. I ain't, I ain't got no secret motives behind it, man. I just, I love the music. You know what I mean? And I like to say things that I feel like a lot of other people want to say, but can't put the words together. And I feel like I can't put the words together. So with the ability to do that, I want to put something out that will make other people actually relate to it you know what i mean i don't like just to talk nonsense in my shit i don't like to say nothing just to say it because i'm a big man of god and even in the bible it tells you like the way that you speak is what people are going to remember you by Mm -hmm. the words that come out of your mouth is what represents you when you introduce yourself to anybody else so if i'm just talking a bunch of bullshit people's gonna be like yeah you're a bullshit ass dude you just be saying shit you know what i mean but if i say something like touches People in their hearts is like, man, like, he said that. And I feel the same way. I don't even know the dude. How he, you know what I mean? Like, get that connection. 
you know, you ever listen to a song where it's just like, man, I feel just like that. You know, or listen to a song and it just, it makes you feel something. If you listen to something and you're just listening, you ain't really hearing anything. You're just listening to it. But if you can actually sit down and listen to something and take every word in. If I can't connect to it, I don't, I don't listen. I don't exactly. listen to nothing I can't connect to, vibe with. I don't listen. Uh, it's a vibe when I listen to it, I'm sure. <clears throat> There's no point in making something that, like, if if you just want to say words, bro, go, go do something else. Don't do music. Music got to be for the people. What's your favorite part about the entire process from the making the music to the learning how to use the equipment to the producing to the engineering to the recording to putting stuff out to networking to sitting here doing these interviews like this? What's your favorite part about the entire process? See, my favorite part, my favorite part about the whole process is at the end of the day, we're not getting actually be proud of what I did. Mm. You know what I mean? Because I spent doing all of that yourself, you know, because I, I make the beat. I write for it. Or I record over it. I mix it. I engineer it. I make the cover art. I upload it to all distribution services. I promote my own shit. You know, I do it all myself. I don't got no label doing it for me. I don't got no friends helping me do it. I do it all myself, you know? So, like, at the end of the day when... You check all those boxes like, right, I did that, I did that, I did that. And now it's like time that this is the final product. And you look at it and you spent, who knows how long some people spend on certain songs. But you spend all that time just for somebody to listen to it for three minutes of their life. You know what I mean? You spend years of your life learning how to do some hours, putting it out for somebody to listen to it in two or three minutes. And like, who really gets me that i'm proud of is that i was able to do it i was able to make this shit you know what i mean especially if it's a sound that hasn't been created before like yo i made this and can't nobody take that from me can't nobody tell me oh i took that from someone else can nah i made this shit you know what i mean so like if i make it what the fuck can somebody say about it for sure they can't say shit about because huh? i made it What's, what's what's your least favorite part about the about if you could take anything away from the entire process? What the fucking mixing, boy? I hate the engineering, boy. Yeah. That shit. You hate Man. it? I stress myself out trying to make that shit sound a certain way. I spend like. Do you use reference tracks or you just use your ear? Sometimes I use reference tracks, but then I try to avoid that because if I really listen to the reference track next to my shit, I end up starting to try to make it sound like that shit, which takes away the whole part of it being me. You know what I mean? So, the part, I mean, I like it. I like the mixing because it's like, I can understand certain things and how to make something sound away. But it's just so time consuming and then. Yeah, it's time consuming. But I like making stuff sound good, though. But then when you can't make it sound the way you want to make it sound. Yeah, true. Boy, you want to fucking destroy the whole computer, boy. Like. But I man. love when I turn all them plugins off and just hear how that shit used to sound yeah. and turn that shit back on. Yeah. But that's the thing, boy. Once you do all that shit, like, man, it sounds crazy, right? Take it to the whip, I'm and it sure. fucking sucks. Then I'm like, I thought that shit was just perfect. That shit was perfect on the computer, though. Yeah. What else? What else I gotta do? I'm sure. Yeah, that's I what I hear. And then I'm like, man, I'm just like, man, I fucking suck. I don't wanna do this shit no more, man. Fuck that. I ain't even gonna touch this shit. Come like the next day, I'm like, all right, let's go fix it. You know what I mean? So it's a hate and love relationship with that engineering and mixing part because it's a battle, man. Sure. It's a battle sure. between yourself that can't nobody really help you because yeah, it's totally subjective. Yeah. Sure. What um? Tell me, tell me what if somebody was look you up right now? What they find? What they see? You know what I'm saying? They yeah. look you up. Well, what that's the gonna... thing, bro. Like I said, if you look up my name, you only gonna find me. Yeah. You ain't gonna find nobody. You know what I'm else. saying what projects? What's projects out? What they gonna see? What? Yeah, so my most recent project is a project called Get On, and that song. It's basically a song about me talking about how I'm moving on from certain things. You know what I mean? So if you do, if you were to look me up right now, I'm kind of in a stage in my life where I'm just transitioning from who I used to be to who I want to be. You know, I got the I got the picture in my head and I got the vision of who I want to be, who I'm going to be. I'm manifesting what I want. And manifestation is a real thing because... Everything that I got right now at this point, 
I didn't have it before. I manifested it. I prayed on it. And it came right into my hands. So if you were to look me up right now, everything that you would find is everything that I manifested for. You know what I mean? So all of my work that's up, all of the pictures that are up, I wanted them to, I wanted to look a certain way to the media. I wanted to sound a certain way to the people. Now, you, you said, I heard you mention, you said I make my own cover art. Do yeah. you make your own cover art or do you like outsource and pay for your... No, nah, hell no. Nah. Make your own cover art? Yeah. What, what, are you, what are you doing to make that? Like a so it depends. Photoshop or something? Nah, I don't even, I don't even own Photoshop. Like, well, I'm spending a lot of money on the music shit. If I spend more money on the creative side, like on the media shit, man, I'm going to... I'm be broke as hell, you know what I mean? Because boy, that I got a boy who be doing all that. that and my photographers and man, they that shit gonna start coming back. Uh-huh. That shit gonna start coming back to you though. Yeah. So uh-huh. right now, what I'm doing is like I'm fucking around with like the free shit. Like I be, I'm not even free. I pay a subscription. I be using like Canva and shit. What? You know what I mean? Shit. Like they be going, they be going hard. Canva go crazy. Uh. I just did an AI thing, like an AI. I made the bitch say whatever I wanted to say. I did nah. that with Canva. Man, AI scared the shit out of me, dog. I ain't gonna lie. Man, but you know that's what motherfuckers was saying when when wireless phones came out. That's true. Motherfuckers like, mo, they scaring the shit out of me. Yeah. They talking to phones with no wires and shit. Nah, you but know? AI's a whole different ballgame, boy. Like, imagine they fucking. It's always like that. I don't know how old you is, brother. I don't know. I'm 31. Yeah. In the year 1999, uh-huh. this thing called Y2K was going on. Yeah. Everybody thought that the world was going to shut down on the year 2000 on Jordan. So they thought the computers only went up to the year 1999. Mm-hmm. So they thought once the year 2000 happened, like everything was going to crash because computers <laughs> don't know 2000. Yeah. It was people, I'm talking about, I got people in churches with food, holding water bottles, all that shit. 2000, don't know what happened, man. People just feel what they don't understand. That's all it is, man. Yeah. I think that is true. I don't really understand AI. But, I mean, I've just heard things about it. Yeah. But then again, like, you can't really go based off what you hear. Yeah. It's just, you know, it's just the way things is, man. Yeah. Motherfuckers used to cook with, with sticks and fire, you know. Right. Now we got electric stoves, you know what I'm saying. And, I mean, everything can be used in a certain way for good and bad. Yeah, for I mean, sure. So for sure. Everything. Everything. I use, even... Motherfuckers was killing people with rocks, you know, yeah. before it was gone. So shit. Yeah, that's facts. All right, man. Talk to us about what you got coming up, man. What's coming up? What you working on currently? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? What's so, is there anything bro. you can leak, man? What's going on? Yeah, man. I mean, I just recorded some hot shit that's gonna get the club jumping. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, I just got some shit that's gonna get the club jumping. Right now, my main thing is I've been doing a lot of performances because one piece of advice that I got from a family friend of mine was that like. Initially, I was just doing, like, online shit, man. I'm just sending my shit out to people, DMs, like, hey, listen to this, hey, listen to that. You know what I mean? But that can only go so far. So the thing that I feel like really pushed me to actually get this amount of listeners that I've got now and the followers that i got now, it may not be a lot, but it's more than I had before, was getting out there and actually performing in front of people. Mm. Because a lot of motherfuckers don't be doing that shit, but they just online with it. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, they're going to shoot a video and upload it, or they're going to put a TikTok and upload it and all that, but... Ain't many, at least I don't know many motherfuckers that be like, I'm gonna go perform. During COVID, mama was having concerts in the yeah, crib. That's what I'm saying. So, right now, I'm trying to, I'm trying to book a performance damn near every weekend, you know. But it's hard because ain't nobody really know who you are. So, so you can't book a club, waste all the money to book a club. Be like, hey, I'm fun to perform. Everybody come over here. More you gonna have like one or two people in that bitch. So right now what I've been doing is I've been reaching out to like party promoters and people who be running those college pages and party entertainment pages. Mm. I just be getting close to them, like hitting them up, being on some cool shit and telling straight up like, hey man, look, I'm trying to perform in your shit. Like, what's up? You want some money? What you, like, what's up? Just let me perform there. You know, talk to them nice, talk to them professional. You can't be coming on no ghetto shit. You can't be like, hey man, I'm trying to perform. What's up? Like, let me know something. You know what I mean? You got to come to them like, hey, I see what you're doing with your shit. And... I would like an opportunity to perform at your party. I think I could bring this and this and that. Send them your music before anything because you can't just say you're going to be hard and not show them what you got. Mm-hmm. For sure. And if they roll with you, they're going to roll with you. And right now, the people that I've reached out to so far, they've been rocking with me and I've been performing a lot. You know, more than I more than I expected. Mm-hmm. Let's say there's four weekends in a month. I've been performing like damn near two. Well, 
what does the preparation for a performance look like? It's different for everybody, bro. Like, the one thing that I will tell you from mine, I have not been sober for one performance. Not one. I tried. I'm about to go up this sober. I'm like, man, fuck, I need to go smoke real quick. I need to take a shot. Yeah. I need to go do some, man. Like, for me, it's, there's there's a crowd full of people up there. You know what I mean? And you don't know if they either going to just sit there and listen to you and not make any noise, or they're going to boo your ass off the stage, or they're going to cheer. You don't know. You can't you can't control the crowd's reaction, you know what I mean. So, you can't go up there shy and nervous about what they're gonna think. You gotta when you get it there, you kind of just gotta lock in. Like ain't nobody there. You just gotta. I'm gonna perform. I'm a, I'm gonna spit every bar like it's my last time. I'm gonna spit it, and I'm gonna just go crazy regardless of they if they moving or they not. Because what a lot of artists fail to understand when they performing like for the first time or just in general to a new crowd is they don't know your shit. So they're not gonna sing to it they're not gonna rap along they're not gonna be jumping all the time because they don't know it the brain is still trying to process new information so you just gotta push through it man sometimes it's gonna be those occasions where they just gonna fuck with the beat and they're gonna move to the beat or they gonna fuck with your bar and they gonna move to one that specific bar but out of the three minute song unless you're very well known and people know your shit already they're not gonna move to your shit and they're not really gonna clap for you at the end and none of that I've gone through a lot of that, man. Like, after performance, I get to the crib. I'm like, man, I'm not happy how the crowd reacted to my shit. But then it's like, what did I expect? Because they don't know me, you know? Are, are you conscious to, like, certain crowd crowds you going to? Like, if you, like, see something going on in a certain body, like, you do you be like, that's probably ain't my crowd, so I ain't go there? Or do you just go to anywhere nah, they, they doing something? I just go anywhere because you don't know, you don't know anybody who's in that place, you know what I mean? Somebody... Out of a thousand people, one of them got to fuck with you. So one of them they got to, and so that that's the thing. On every one of my shows, bro, I've had at least one person fuck with me, and so that's the thing. I know wherever I go, if the music good, somebody gonna fuck with you. You just gotta get out there and do it because ain't nobody gonna hold your hand and be like, "All right, come on, you gotta go do this." Ain't nobody gonna give you opportunities. You gotta go and look for them shits because right now. The state that the world is in, everything is about money. I ain't going to lie, bro. My first few performances, I had to pay the promoters. I'd be like, hey, bro, let me perform your shit. Here's a couple hundred. Here's this, here's that. You know what I mean? I had to do it. Because why the fuck? You tell me, you throw in a big-ass party, you're going to get a 1,000 people in this bitch. you just going to put on some random niggas, be like, hey, go ahead and perform just for free? You know, they do it. They do whatever whatever money, money, money makes what sense, man. You know what I'm so, saying? So, like... Once you come at them correct and be like, hey, man, I'm going to give you a couple hundred dollars. You're going to let me perform like a song or two or some shit. Some of them going to go. Some of them ain't. But the ones that do, the ones that let you go, you got to make sure that once you go, you better go fucking hard. Because if you don't go hard, I promise you that they ain't not going to bring your ass back. So anything, any kind of opportunity you go, you better go and you better give it 100%. You got to give it everything you got. Either do it right or don't fucking do it at all. And that's just how you got to go about all that shit that you do. For sure, okay. for sure. Facts, man. Facts. So before you get up out of here, man, <clears throat> just tell the people, you know what I'm saying, anything anything you want to lead them with, any misconceptions anybody might have about you, anything you just want them to know. Yeah, man. So the thing is, huh, I may have like a face that, you know, kind of pushes people away and shit. They see me and they just... They ain't gonna come to me because I look like I'm always trying to have beef with somebody, but I ain't. You know, I'm cool as fuck. I think I'm really nice to people and I respect everybody in a certain way. But I've been used a lot because of how much I give. You know, I give, I give, I give. And I don't really ever get no return. And it's not like I asked for it either. But the thing is, you give and you give and you give. God is always going to bless you with something back. So don't ever think... That because you giving more than you get, that you ain't going to get nothing, baby. Because I promise you that one of these days, your time is going to come. Right now, it's somebody else's time, but your time will come. And when it does, don't take it for granted. Over everything, I believe in God. And I know that my destiny is all based upon what he wants it to do. If I get out this crib today and I die, it's because he want me to die. You know what I mean? Not outside this crib. You know, he gonna make this, he gonna get home and shit first, man. I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna make sure he get to his car. I'm gonna walk him yeah, to his yeah. car. He ain't gonna die outside here, man. Yeah, nah, talk <laughs> shit, man. 
But yeah, man, the main thing is like above everything, believe in God. Because you wouldn't be here and you wouldn't have none if it weren't for him. For you sure. know? Facts. That's what it is. Facts. Well damn, man. I, I ain't gonna flodge, man. I I didn't I didn't expect for us to be uh, sitting here talking for an hour, man. I ain't gonna flodge, man. You a real deep brother, man. So appreciate, it, dog. appreciate your time, appreciate you coming through, man. Before you get up out of here, let the people know where they can find you on social media, where they can find yeah. the music, where they could possibly, you know what I'm saying, work with you, man, let them know all that good shit. Okay, so yeah, like I said in the beginning, my name is Mockton. Formerly known as more motherfucking money. You know what I mean? But you can find me everywhere. My name is Mockton. M-O-C-K-T-O-N. You look up that name anywhere, I'm the only motherfucker that's going to pop up. You can holler at me on Instagram. It's Mockton Official. Google everywhere. M-O-C-K-T-O-N. I'm the only one that pops up. And for all that shit, Viva Mexico, cabrones. Para la raza, that's who I fucking do this shit for, babe. We're presenting the Mexicans out here in Chirac. You already fucking know. Shout out to my brother Joker. Shout out to my brother Chi-Town. You already know how the fuck we rocking, bro. Let's get this shit going. Shout out to 290 Mo for having me out here too, man. It's one of the one of the guys that I'm talking about. You get this opportunity, you better fucking grab it. You better come hard because if you don't, ain't going to have your ass back. You a lame-ass motherfucker. I'm telling you that shit right now. So you know that. That's what I said, man. We think I'm a regular podcast. I'm one of them niggas, Joe. They don't know, man. They don't know. All right, man. Appreciate you coming through in a minute. Gang.